With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Across the Pond Sports Podcast. We are back for our week 13 review. I've got Katie coming straight up. Um, do get us on our socials, Across the Pond Sports Pod, um, on Facebook and Instagram, at ATP Sports Pod on Twitter. Um, not going to waste any time. Let's just get straight on with the show. Okay, so we've got Katie back with us for a week 13 review. I'm going to run through the games and the big stories from these games um, to try and work out what's going to happen moving on to these playoffs. Playoffs are, are really only a few weeks away now, uh, running up to Christmas, and we'll have some bumper games there. Um, it's There's a lot going on, Katie, and one thing that is going on and will be happening this week, this Friday, um, is you and I and a couple of the hosts and a couple of other people are all going to be on Instagram Live um, looking at our very own brand spanking new website. Woohoo! How excited so are you exciting. for that? I am so excited for this new website. It's going to, you know, people might say like, well, why does a, a podcast need a website? And there's, if you didn't know, there's a lot of stuff that you can get discounts on by following our page and connecting with us. Um, it's also a great way to get to know a little bit more about James and myself and the other guys uh, that come on and uh, host different episodes uh, and different sports on Across the Pond. So this is going to be really exciting. Um, and I, again, it's going to give you guys a lot of value. I think that we have a lot of great um, value from our Facebook group, but this is just going to be another way that you guys can connect and connect with us and get to know us a little bit better. Yeah, and we're also going to have some announcements um, throughout the Instagram live show that we're going to do. And that's going to be at 9pm um, in the UK, um, which is about 4pm uh, Eastern and probably works out about 2pm Mountain Time. Am I right, Katie? Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we're going to have a whole host of things going on. We've got a lot of people coming on, some guests. Um, Katie will be on. Um, we'll have Joe 
Ryan, hopefully as well, um, if you can find out how to work Instagram. Um, so we will get every, we'll try and get everyone, all the hosts on um, and a few guests as well um, and let everyone see the, the website. We'll probably release the website probably about 15 minutes before so people can jump on and have a chance to have a, a look at it before we go live. Uh, but it'll be great. We've got some new content and some new logos and things, uh, which we're also going to launch. So it's a big, big day um, for ourselves here across the pond sports. So with that said, it was a big weekend of football. Uh, the Buccaneers and Panthers were not involved. Um, one play that I want to talk to you about, Katie, um, happened in the, the Washington game last night. Alex Smith, now, I think this is unsportsmanship uh, at a minimum. Basically, what happened is, end of a play, he loses um, loses the well. He doesn't lose the ball. He gets the ball and walks off the field with the ball with the clock running down. There's like eight seconds left on the clock. And the referees have to stop the game in order um, for them to retrieve another ball so that the field goal can then be taken by Washington. Now, if he doesn't walk off that field with the ball in hand, the eight seconds run out because they don't have enough time to set up. But because he did walk off of the ball, they basically were set up to take a field goal, bang on as soon as the referee blew his whistle. So they had the full eight seconds to run that. Was that unsportsmanship, cheating, or something in between? He can say whatever he wants to say about like, oh, I didn't realize or what. No, he knew exactly what he was doing. He's been in this league long enough. He knew exactly what he was doing. Um, and I do think that there should have been a penalty flag on it. I think that the clock should have been able to stop. I, I think that there should not have been able to stop that. That was something that I, um, I, I saw and I was like, oh, come on, Alex Smith, you're better than that. Yeah, I think the way he's been playing and the way he's been putting himself about um, since he's stuck been starting for the for the football team um yeah i was i was kind of a little bit let down by that i was kind of like come on you're better than that surely um i know wins are important in washington um and wins are important for alex smith but at the end of the day i, I was a little let down by that i have to be honest uh, but we'll talk about more about that game a little later on um the first game we're going to really talk about as there was no thursday games we hit on with sunday straight away so the saints falcons uh, Tyson Hill, first passing touchdown since he <laughs> played in college for BYU. Um, but the Saints' defense really came up big uh, to close out the Falcons towards the end. And the big play from the Falcons was they, they hit a 53-yard field goal. And this game finished 21-16. to 16, um, But the Saints, the Saints go marching on and, and just they didn't score in the fourth quarter, but they really didn't need to. Yeah, they didn't need to. And one thing that I think has been really interesting to see is how well Taysom Hill has done stepping in for Drew Brees. I mean, he's he's undefeated. And I don't know, maybe maybe Sean Payton is like the ultimate quarterback whisperer, um, but he's he's playing really, really good and, and they're winning. And like you said, this is the first passing touchdown that he's had since he since he stepped in. Um, and I, I think it's, it's great because they've tailored their game plan and they've tailored their offense to benefit Hill and his quarterback style, because it is, I mean, let's be real. It's completely different than Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees has that accurate arm and kind of just stays in the pocket. Taysom Hill is the complete opposite of that. Um, and he's, 
he's come in there and, and he's done great and, and taken taken the, the Saints to to victory. Um, I, I also think that it, it's frustrating because we thought that we thought that we were going to see more out of the Falcons. Um, we, they had started picking up steam. They had that great game against the Raiders the week before. And then they come out and do this. And it's, I get that the Saints defense is truly spectacular. Um, but I kind of thought that they had started clicking. I mean, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, they had, you know, over 200 yards receiving between the two of them. And they still, they still weren't able to, to pull out a victory. The, the running game, even though they have Todd Gurley, I mean, he rushed eight times for only 16 yards and his longest was 13 yards. So, I mean, that's another, it took seven other carries just to get the other three yards. Uh, so I think that it's, that is cause for concern. And I think that we all just were expecting more out of the Atlanta Falcons this year. Yeah. I think overall throughout the year, we were expecting more. They started terribly. They had some really questionable calls. They fired their coach and GM and then, and then they kind of move on and, and you kind of think, well, we're seeing a better Falcons team, but this this game was probably one that they were probably looking at as a win with no Drew Brees. Um, Hill has has been good, as you mentioned, uh, but he is effectively still a tight end at the end of the day. So um, having a look at this game and the scores, last week we had uh, Kelsey Trainer on um, playing guess the win margins with us. Um, I hate to say this, um, Katie, we're not starting well. Um, Kelsey, <laughs> take, Kelsey takes the first one. Um, she she had it. Um, she had this one, and I was I was kind of distraught by this. We've not started well. well. Yeah, I I didn't do that great with my picks this week. I think that I was expecting a lot more upsets <laughs> than I had. I mean, okay. And before we, go, I just want to address the elephant in the room. Um, for anyone that has followed our fantasy football league, um, I played our past guest Craig this last week, and. Um, again, going off of me just being completely wrong on how things were going to go down. I sat Josh Allen and I also sat Derek Carr in favor of Justin Herbert against the Patriots. Um, Had I started either one of those other two quarterbacks, I would have won because both of those quarterbacks had amazing weeks scoring over 30 points. And I chose to start Justin Herbert, who scored an amazingly 4.6 points. Um, so yeah, I just want to get that out of the way. I've been getting a lot of fun, um, Instagram direct messages from Craig, uh, about this <laughs> coaching blunder. So I just want to get that on, out of the way bright and early on the podcast. I mean, um, like I said, I, I, go, going off of that knowledge, I just, I have very low expectations on how I did with guess the win margin this week. Um, and I mean, perfect example is with our next game, the Detroit lions and Chicago bears. I thought that the Bears were finally going to win for the first time since October, and I was wrong. Um, you are right, James. You got us Americans dialed in. We like to win for new head coaches here in America, and that's exactly what the Lions did this week. They won for their new head coach. They sure did. Uh, Matt Stafford had an absolutely blistering game, as did Adrian Peterson. Uh, they were just they were on fire. Um, Jones Jr. as well, receiving. I uh, received for 116 yards and a touchdown. You've got Adrian Peterson, um, who's getting along like Frank Gore. I mean, he's nearly 150 years old. Um, he scores um, two touchdowns off just 57 yards. Uh, Stafford, 402 yards, three touchdowns, 
and he's got an interception there. Uh, but he was just he, he was just taking over the game. Uh, on the on the flip side, you've got Mitch Trubisky, um, who really, yeah, he's Mitch Trubisky. Um, they weren't doing much. They didn't have much of a run game. Chicago. They did start the game strong, and it did look as though that this game was going to be a bit of a brawler. Um, but I would have to say that Chicago won the first half, and and Detroit won the second half because. Chicago were up massively, um, but they just, it's almost as if they didn't turn out for the second half. Yeah, it's, um, I can't figure out what's going on with the Bears. I mean, I mean, this is kind of what I expected to see, you know, at the beginning of the year, but they were surprising, I think, a lot of teams by by winning those games um, at, at the beginning of the season, and they've just been on a huge slide ever since, uh, you know, mid-October. Um, and it, it's, it's great to see the lions winning. Um, I just, I, I, like you said, I, I, I got this one way wrong. Cause I thought that this was the chance. I thought that the, the bears were going to be this team the week, this, the team this week that was going to step up and up level their, their play to show us that they were that team to kind of be a force, uh, that, that did want to be in the playoffs as a wild card, but maybe it's the Detroit lions. Yeah, indeed. Um, another team that, surprised me uh, this week um, was the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Cleveland Browns turned up um, to Tennessee and they come away with a win, 41 to 35. So it was a high scoring game, but Cleveland now, in the and, first and when you, half. I was gonna say, yeah, and this is the thing, that, that that's the first half. The first half took Tennessee completely out of this game. You say 41 to 35 and I'm like, oh, that sounds like it was a good game. It was not at all. No. No, it was, a bit, it was a bit of an ugly game, uh, to be perfectly fair. Um, Baker Mayfield, however, was sensational. He, I, I hate to say it, he had a great game. Uh, Nick Chubb only ran for 80 yards. Uh, Kareem Hunt only 33. Uh, they, there wasn't a lot of running, but it was the passing. Um, I think Mayfield had about 10 guys um, for 340 yards. Uh, he did really, really well. Um, and he got three touchdowns, sorry, four touchdowns out of that. So, I mean, he's got to be a lot more confident going in with his, his passing. Um, he finds Landry at will. Uh, Peoples Jones really showed up as well. Um, Tannehill on the flip side, I actually think he, he, he had a pretty good game. Obviously, the first half was poor. Um, but the big key for me is that the defense of Cleveland shot Derrick Henry right down to only 60 yards. Yeah, yep. That that Cleveland defense is really good. And there, the thing, too, like you said, too, I didn't want to interrupt you with Baker Mayfield. Like, he hit – I mean, the, Jarvis Landry was involved. He had eight receptions for 62 yards, but he hit the rest of his receivers so well. Donovan Peoples-Jones, the rookie from Michigan, he had that huge 75-yard, you know, touchdown reception – Rashard Higgins, former CSU guy, he had a big day, 95 receiving yards. Everyone that needed to step up stepped up in this game, and they they showed they're sitting at nine and three. That this Cleveland Browns team, it's taken them a lot of years and a lot of draft picks to get there, but I feel like they finally have put together, amassing all those draft picks, a really good team. The Tennessee Titans, it, it's interesting because uh, Michael Pruitt. He 
ended up with two touchdowns. Now raise your hand if you have him on your fantasy. Um, he's he's a backup tight end. He had one reception touchdown, and then there was another uh, touchdown that he had where I think it was AJ Brown fumbled it at the one yard line and Pruitt picked it up and ran it in for a score. So I mean, if you have Tannehill or Brown on your fantasy team, so that neither that doesn't help you at all. Um, but the the Titans. This is this was a really surprising game for me because I thought that I thought that they were the stronger team. I, I guess I put a little bit too much rank into Odell on that offense and how much he would be missed. But they've they've got a they've got strong a, a lot of depth at, at every position. I guess you should with all the draft picks that they've had over the years. But they have a lot of depth and um, they've they're they're making a, a name for themselves and are going to be sitting pretty in in the. Uh, an AFC playoff picture. They're they're clicking right now on all cylinders. Yeah, and and two teams that aren't clicking um, are the Bengals and the Dolphins. The the Dolphins win the game nineteen to seven, but um, this was a game that Cincinnati they take an early lead, and I'm watching the game on red zone, and I'm thinking, hmm, the Bengals if they've shown up, um, <laughs> and, and we're looking at Tua and in the first probably in the first half, he, he doesn't look great. Um, he, I mean, he's, he's not throwing any interceptions. He's not getting sacked. But he just, I don't know, he just he just doesn't look comfortable. Um, he goes to Gaskin a lot and Gesicki as well. And Gesicki really kind of nailed it um, for, for the Dolphins. Um, patch it, catching that pass, winning them the game effectively. Uh, but it was very, very slow this game and, and it didn't feature on red zone for the much of the first half um it, it was a pretty poor game um Allen 153 yards one touchdown one interception um it just yeah just I think again as we go back to this Joey Burrows you think if Joey Burrows turns up um and is fit and healthy then this game's very very different um especially mm-hmm. for Miami and the way that Miami are playing with Tua I, I I don't think Miami are set up to play with Tua. I, I think they're set up to play with Fitzpatrick. And I think when they switch back to Tua now, your whole offensive line and your receivers are now starting to get ready uh, with another changing quarterback. And although you're changing between two guys, I, I think that throws receivers out because maybe they're going to have to run a half yard quicker or a half yard slower, depending on who the quarterback is. And, I think that can probably get confusing for some. For some, um, Katie, you won this game, um, oh. so good job by you. Um, so <laughs> we all have a win now. Um, all right, yeah. So there you go. Well, <laughs> well like, like you were saying too, this was a really interesting game. I mean, I don't think it helped that Tyler Boyd got ejected from the game so quickly. Um, <laughs> he got thrown out for again the thing I think is just so confusing: throwing a punch. Um, so I, I mean, why, I mean, you're covered in, in equipment and gear. punching someone is going to do literally nothing, um, as far as hurting them, but he got thrown out and that hurt them. Uh, they, they, they never really were able to get up and running from there. And to your point too, with, with the dolphins, I mean, they're sitting at eight and four, but I feel like they're, they're the, the Browns are at nine and three. And when I think of these two teams, I think of two very different teams. I'm like, yeah, the Browns are, the Browns are good. Where the Dolphins, I'm like, eh, I don't know. They're kind of stumbling their way through wins. Um, and they, they are kind of set up for two different quarterbacks. And it doesn't help that they keep switching their quarterbacks. 
you know, one week it's Fitzpatrick, the next week it's Tua, then it's Fitzpatrick again, and then Fitzpatrick for half a game. I mean, like that's the one, Tua's left-handed. So, I mean, like that kind of throws things off a little bit too for your receivers and, and for your linemen. Um, so I think that that's really interesting that they're going back and forth so interchangeably between the two quarterbacks. And I think that that's actually kind of hurting them. They still got the win. Um, and that's, that's the most important thing. Uh, they're sitting at eight and four and a team that another Florida team that's not doing well, that almost was able to pull out a victory are the Jacksonville Jaguars who took the Minnesota Vikings to overtime. Um, that's a, that's a stat, um, that, that surprised me. I did not expect the, the Jaguars to do so well. I mean, Mike Glennon, he, he, he had, he had two interceptions, but I mean, Apparently they're going with Glenn in there and uh, I, I just can't figure out what the Jaguars are doing, why they keep doing these rotating quarterbacks. Um, uh, I mean, what's there to play for at this point when you're sitting at, at one and 11, but um, they are sitting at one and 11 and they're, they're, they're not winning games still. So I guess it doesn't matter who's in at quarterback. James Robinson had a great game, but really it was, it was all the Dalvin cook show. He had 32 carries for 120 yards um, they just kept feeding him the ball. And Kirk Cousins had 43 pass attempts um, for three touchdowns. It, it's crazy looking at the stat lines between these two teams that this game went to overtime. I mean, that's what's surprising to me. Um, Justin Jefferson, man, he's he's going to be really good for the Vikings. They, they got a very good wide receiver in Jefferson. Um, com- very strong compliment to Thielen and uh, it's it was a great uh, showing from the Vikings. Like I said, I'm shocked that this game had to go to overtime. Yeah, um, I was watching this one on Red Zone, and and they kept going to this game because it was so close, um, and it was very on your edge of your seat. It was a, an exciting, close game to watch, um, unlike some of the other games um, that we've already spoken about, where you know one team was good in one half and one team was good in the second half. Um, this was very much um, two teams going at each other, um, and it was good. The only thing that really confused me, and, and Katie, I hope you can maybe clear this up, is when you go to overtime, you can win with a field goal. Uh, no. You can't win with a field goal in overtime? I thought no, you could. Um, so you, so that, that's part of the new overtime rules, is that you have to score a touchdown, or... Uh, it, or the, and that'll end the game. Or if you kick a field goal, the other team gets a chance to, to drive down to get a field goal. To drive down and get a field goal. Yeah. So, now I mean, in, in the playoffs, it's different. It's the first to score in any capacity wins, but in the regular season, it's different. And that's maybe where my confusion was. Cause I, I felt that I'm like, why are the Vikings not hitting a field goal here? I mean, you're so close. Um, yeah. Sure, surely you've got confidence in your kicker. But if, if that's the case, so yeah, I'm thinking playoff rules then in that case. So um, that's what's uh, totally confused me and thrown me. But thank you very much uh, for clearing that up. Now, you actually pick up another win in this as well. Um, uh, you you had this one. Um, so me and Kelsey are, are whistling in the wind right now uh, with one yeah. each. Um, and you're, you're taking a lead. So good job by you. Um, well, another maybe team... there is something to be excited about in, in this, <laughs> this week of misery that I have. Uh, in my other fantasy league, I lost by 0.06. So, I mean, like, this is just a rough week for me all, all around. So, <laughs> maybe it's going to get better. Um, although right. we are about to talk about the Jets. So I don't know oh, how much yeah. better that gets. Um, so, <laughs> whew, 
the last I'm, I'm going to firstly tell you that the last Vegas Raiders have helped you out and you get pick up another win with the Raiders winning only by three because um, you had taken them by 10 and um, whereas I think me and Kelsey had uh, went for 21 and 24 respectively um, right so the Raiders terrible terrible start terrible, what, terrible yeah end. can we just yeah exactly can we just say what for the Raiders, I mean, like, really, what what is happening? I mean, first the Falcons and now the Jets. What is happening? Yeah, I mean, I think the ownership in New York or and the Jets side of New York were probably drinking quite a lot by the end of this game, in an absolute panic that they were going to win a game. Oh, they, they, I mean, they, they must have been wet in their pants. It was like a nightmare for them. Oh no, we're actually yeah. going to win a game. Wait, no, no, stop, stop, do something, do something, don't win, whatever you do. And they did. They fired their defensive coach for letting them lose the game. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I did not expect to see this outcome at all. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the, the Raiders right now. The, this is a the team that's handed the, the Chiefs their only loss. I mean, I thought that the Raiders were a better team than this, and I thought, okay, well, maybe they had a misstep against the Falcons last week when they gosh, got blown out by the Falcons. They're going to come back and they're going to give it their all and show them that they're a team that deserves to have that wild card spot. Nope. Nope. I was, I was wrong on that. Um, they almost got beaten by the hapless Jets um, and Sam Darnold. Ty Johnson apparently is, is the new lead back in, uh, in New York because Frank Gore got hurt. So but I mean, like, it looks like they finally have somebody that they can step up and run the ball. I mean, he had 22 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Um, and on the other side of the ball, like, I thought this was going to be the Devontae Booker show. Uh, I, I picked him up in fantasy, another bad fantasy decision. Picked him up and was planning on him just going off against the, the hapless Jets. And he did nothing. 50 yards off of 16 carries, no touchdowns, no re one reception for one yard. Um, yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy uh game and uh, i i don't know what's going on with those raiders i i don't know what is happening to them but they got to turn it around if they want to make the wild card yeah they need to turn it around quickly um because they're they're kind of falling back and if they keep going the way they're going and if they play a decent team that actually wants to win um they're gonna start picking up losses instead of wins um yeah. another team that we thought had turned a corner and the Houston Texans, um, we thought that they were going to be pretty good for, for a win this week. Um, I was the only one to take the Colts. Um, so I pick up the win, finally. Um, the Colts win 26-20. <laughs> to 20. Um, Rivers has a, a decent game. I wouldn't say he was, he was outstanding, but he, he did enough to win the game. He managed to light um, a fire under T.Y. Hilton, who's been absent pretty much all season. Um, but Watson Watson had an absolute horrendous end of the week. Um, his first interception um, uh, since week five. Mm -hmm. His only kind of highlight was within two plays. He threw for 65, 65 yards um, and then rushed in the, the touchdown. Um, other than that, he, he's, he's looked pretty poor in this game. Yeah, I mean, I think that they definitely missed having... Um... My goodness, I'm splanking on his name right now. What's his name? Will Fuller. I think they definitely missed having him out there. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's he's kind of 
uh, been one of those guys that's always on the concussion watch list and he did take a big hit so he missed a chunk of, of time and um, plays and I think that that really hurt them uh, just kind of losing those those two big receivers now Cootie and Hanson they both stepped up and had stellar games but I don't know I, I think that it, you can only go so far without much of a running game David Johnson only had 44 yards on the ground um, I, I just they're missing pieces in in Houston and losing continuing to lose players uh like Will Fuller, Bradley Roby, you know, Brandon Cooks for a few plays. that's not gonna help a team that's already down some some key positions. And so it like looking back, I'm like, yeah, oh, what was I doing thinking picking the the Texans to beat the the Colts? But you know, Deshaun Watson really looked like he had turned the season and had kind of put the team on his back and was ready to take them all the way. But you could, like we saw with Daniel Jones, that'll only take you so far. Um, and you, you do need to have those other big playmakers and players step up. Yeah, I think Watson, much like Daniel Jones, he can't do it all himself. Um, obviously, we, we talked at length at the beginning of the season that um, Watson lost a lot of his weapons, uh, one notably to the Cardinals. So, um, yeah, it's, it's got to be tough for the Texans at the Colts though and um, Rivers they, they're just going to march on and, and they're, they're doing a pretty decent job um, what we'll do then is we'll quickly uh, take a break have, then when we come back we'll cover Sunday night games and the two Monday night games as there was two of them um, and uh, then we'll uh, listen to some plugs from Katie she's got a lot going on this week we'll be right back <laughs> Okay, so we are back. We have Rams-Cardinals up first, Katie. Uh, this was really a battle of two quarterbacks. Uh, one in um, Goff, who, you know, he's running a bit hot and cold. Um, however, this week seemed to be a bit hotter. Um, and Kyler Murray, who, who's kind of, somebody's poured some cold water over him. He's, he's not doing, faring too well over these last couple of weeks. Yeah, 173 yards. Yeah, that. I would say that's not doing too well. <laughs> he, we, we expect more out of Kyler Murray now because we've seen what he can do as a quarterback in this league. And um, he's got to be hurt in some. I, I, that's instantly what I think of when I see this type of performance. 173 passing yards and 15 rushing yards. Um, that, the, to me, that says that there's something that's going on with him. He's not feeling great in some regard. Um, and that's he's, he's the most dynamic player on the football field. So... If, if your most dynamic player is, is not feeling great, then um, I think that that's it's going to cause some some problems for your for your offense, and you know that's why they're sitting at sitting six and six. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Murray has been absolutely explosive all season long, um, but these last two games, he he's, he hasn't looked right at all. Um, Goff looked pretty well. He was using the acres quite a lot. Um, he got seventy two yards rushing. Um, Cooper Cup. Pretty decent game from him. Woods as well. Um, no one really breaking 100 yards, but then he, he was hitting probably every receiver he had on the field at the time. He still threw for uh, 351 yards, um, which is, is pretty decent. He was only sacked once as well. No interceptions. Uh, whereas on the flip side, Cardinals, uh, Murray, he, has, he did throw for an interception and two sacks. So um wasn't a great game for, for Murray. Katie, you take this game um, again. <laughs> What's going on? My goodness, what what is happening? I'm I'm starting to get some glimmer of hope in here, so that's that's exciting. 
Um, and what I was going to say too, I think that one thing that we did see is Cam Akers came out this year for LA and he, they, they thought he was going to be the, the main guy. He got hurt. Then it kind of was going back and forth to, to Daryl Henderson and a little bit of Malcolm Brown. Uh, but obviously from, from seeing how many carries he got compared to the rest of that uh, three-headed backfield that they have in, in LA, this is Cam Akers position. This is his position to to lose um he got 21 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown which i mean it isn't great but henderson he only had three carries and, and brown only had three carries so it going forward it does look like this will be the cam Akers show uh robert woods and cooper cup two of the best receivers after the catch the the rams when jared goff shows up like this uh again he only had one passing touchdown but he had a 104 quarterback rating and when he shows up like that, they're going to win the game. Their defense is just too good to not win games like that. Um, speaking of defenses and 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 winning games, I'm, I'm sure that the Seattle Seahawks are missing their defense from a few years ago because, yeah, yeah, they did it. They lost to the New York Giants, which blew my mind. Um, and Colt McCoy. He's still in the league, um, and he he won the game for them. He he had uh, he won it uh, with only a hundred passing yards. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, this Wayne Gallman definitely showed up and and helped the the Giants defense, but uh, the Giants offense. I mean, and and win this game, but the the Giants defense uh, they were able to to shut down the the Seahawks and. Seahawks had had no answer. They they you know Chris Carson only had 65 yards off of 13 carries, five yard average, which is great. But if he didn't get in the end zone at all, this was such a boring game, um, and and the Seahawks lost to the Giants. The the Giants are making a push for that AF, uh, NFC East position. They want that title. Yeah, the Giants um, are sitting top um, right now. Believe it or not, um, Washington not far behind. Um, it is the Eagles um, that are are failing um, right now. Um, they're three and eight. Um, that happens, you know, when you play the, the Packers, I guess. But I mean, the Eagles <laughs> did something that they haven't done in four games, which was they actually led a game. Um, so I mean, that was that was something for them. They actually led. I'm sure Kelsey is very happy that they managed to, to lead a game. Um, Kelsey, <laughs> to be fair, um, to, Kelsey, to be fair, did um, pick um, uh, did pick Green Bay to win. And she actually takes the win on this one. Um, and on the nose as well, she got this, this one right on it. Um, so it was a good game for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers seems to be very comfortable. He's moving the ball around a lot. Um, and the defense is is pretty damn good. I mean, I know it was only the Eagles, let's be honest, but the defense is pretty strong. And what can you say about Aaron Rodgers? He is a boss, and he's he's like he's like the Bruce Springsteen of quarterbacks. Um, he will turn up and he will just play his heart out until someone blows a whistle and says stop. Um, and that's exactly what he did. Um, Jones did great, uh, 130 yards. Um, and a touchdown off of just 15 carries, um, mm-hmm. as long as it was 77 yards, to be fair. But um, it's a great way to, to start the game. And, and it looks as though Philadelphia have maybe moved on from Carson Wentz, which is probably yep. a good thing. Yeah, I just saw the, the news that uh, 
Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter for their, for next week. So Carson Wentz has been benched. Um, and I mean, I guess, like I said, when they drafted Hurts, I was kind of like, what are they doing drafting Hurts? But obviously they, they knew that Wentz was, was struggling. Um, and we got to see more of Hurts, more than just, you know, two passes or, or a, a series um, because Wentz was benched and it looks like this is going to be Hurts' chance to kind of get out there and, and show what he has to give. Um, we got a lot of rookie quarterbacks are going to be are starting this year and uh, playing well. They're they're coming out and playing strong. So it'll be exciting to see what Hurts has to offer. Um, he he was holding on to the ball a, a bit long um, in his in his first showing uh, as coming in for for Wentz, but I think that you know he's he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield. That's something that Wentz was not doing. Um, or when he was doing it, he was turning it over. So it'll be interesting to see how the the Eagles are able to to carry over. Um, again, they they got beat by the Packers, but Wentz came in and uh, got a chance to, to we got a chance to see what he could potentially do. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in Week 14. Man, I can't believe we're already almost there. Uh, who who did win the the Giants in Seattle? I think we both we all picked Seattle to win, right? Because, yeah, I mean, we did. Who would have thought that? Yeah, Seattle, who would have picked yeah. the Giants to upset the the Seahawks? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just think that the Packers are too good. The Aaron and Aaron show on the ground through the air. Those two Aarons, they're they're great. They're playing awesome. Um, and it, it's kind of what ended up uh, what we expected to end up with with the Packers just just destroying the Eagles. One thing I didn't see coming was uh, the Chargers being destroyed by the Patriots. I kind of alluded to this earlier in the show about how I decided to go with Justin Herbert over any of the other quarterbacks that I have on my team, um, because I thought this was going to be his chance to shine. I thought that Justin Herbert was going to get a victory finally because he deserved it and he was playing hard, but this is the NFL and it doesn't matter how hard you play. It's <laughs> because a lot teams are just going to be better than you. And that's exactly what the new England Patriots did. Their special teams dominated the Los Angeles chargers. And it, I mean, Austin Eckler only had 36 yards on the ground. Village only had 34 yards on the ground. Keenan Allen, 48 to the year. I mean, like it was a dismal showing through the entire Los Angeles Charger offense. New England Patriots, I mean, look at Cam Newton. He he only threw for 69 yards. Uh, crazy. And he ran for 48 off of 14 carries. But when your special team steps up the way that they did, uh, I guess that's fine if you have a quarterback that's only going to throw for 69 yards. Um, we, we can't ever count out the Patriots, uh, especially after Thanksgiving. They're an after Thanksgiving team and uh, they're, you know, they're sitting at six and six. They're not, you know, in that strong win column like they typically are, but uh, it's, they're, they're making that playoff push. And um, despite, like I said, Cam Newton not being able to throw the ball anymore, Patriots are, are still winning games. They won this game handedly. Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton only threw for 69 yards and, and one of those touchdowns. Um, Justin Herbert on the other side, he threw the ball 53 uh. times. 53 times, um, only 26 completions. That is not going to win you any friends um, at all. His, his QB rating, I think, was the worst I've seen, 8.8. Um, yeah. Since he's since he's been starting, so um, I, yeah, I was kind of disappointed in the in in the Chargers. I mean, I don't think anyone hasn't scored in a game this season yet. 
Um, so uh, it was it was pretty disappointing. The Patriots just blew them out of the water, um, mm-hmm. it, which it, and it's kind of sad to see um, a team that didn't get blown out of the water. Um, well, I, I want you to highlight that sentence one more time. Yeah, a team that, one more time. A team that didn't get blown out of the water. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, Kelsey won the Patriots game. She also wins this game as well. Um, so that's two wins for Kelsey. It's not looking good for us. Um, you're Denver Broncos. Um, I know. Whoa, I, you whoa, know what? And I happened? said that they're going to lose by 20, and that is – I am so glad that they did not lose by 20. They only – I mean, this it, it really came down to the, the fact that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Denver doesn't. I, I, I mean, like, it, it came down to the quarterback play. Um, 100%. Melvin Gordon had a fantastic game. He rushed for 131 yards. Uh, you know, no fan. He, he was active out there. Tim Patrick, he only had 44 yards receiving, but he had two touchdowns. Um, and can we talk about the, the no touchdown that Terry Hill had? I mean, that was crazy how it bounced up off of the other guy's helmet and then still magically lands in his hand. And they go, the Kansas City Chiefs go and punt the ball away right after they didn't even look at the video review because they didn't think that he caught the ball. Um, so that was the, a, a gift from the football gods for the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos are so close um, to, to being a good team. We saw how good their defense is and how they just, you know, really were able to shut down the Kansas city passing game. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a shadow of him, of his former self. Uh, he had, a, he was definitely the featured back this week because uh, Edward Tillaire is battling a, a cold. Um, he still suited up, but he was on the sideline, but he didn't take a single snap. And Le'Veon Bell, he was given the chance to be the the guy again, and he only rushed for 40 yards against that Denver defense. So it's great seeing that the Broncos can stay in there with some of these elite teams like the Chiefs. Um, but obviously, I think that, you know, we talked about this earlier that season, like do the Broncos draft another quarterback? And I originally said no, but after seeing how Drew Locke has continued to play this season, I think it'd be good for him to have that competition. Um, he, he obviously he needs it because you, you can't go out there against a, a team like the chiefs. And um, I mean, that's what won the game for the chiefs is if they have the better quarterback. And I think it'd be good to have, for him to have some competition, some quarterback competition. So I, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if the Broncos decide to go in the direction of a quarterback if, uh, at some point in the draft. Yeah, um, the the Broncos were definitely good for it. Um, the the defense just showed up. I think the defense was stifling the the Kansas City uh, running game. They just could not get it going on the ground. Um, Kelsey, as I say, picks up the win there um, on that game. Now a game that none of us won um, and and really hurts is the Pittsburgh Steelers go down to Washington twenty three to seventeen. Now. Last week, uh, I told a story that I had passed out um, on Thanksgiving um, watching the, the Washington Cowboys game. Um, and when I woke up at four in the morning, Washington had won. Um, and I was very upset by this. Um, I'm probably even more upset with this because um, I really had the Steelers winning this game. Again, I fell asleep at halftime um, with Washington up. Um, <laughs> went to watch the second half the next morning. And only to find that, you know, Washington turned up in the fourth quarter. Alex Smith having a pretty decent game. Yeah, he had a really good game. And you know what? Um, I think that this is the game that Kelsey and I said, like, 
I wouldn't count the footballers out of this game because they have a lot more on the line than the Steelers do. And I mean, the Steelers, they have that number one overall seed right now. They want it, maybe they wanted to have that undefeated seed a season, but I mean, Washington is battling for a spot. They're battling for a chance to play in the playoffs. Pittsburgh is going to be there. Um, so Washington had a lot more on the line than this. And I, I kind of saw this as being a trap game and sure enough, it was, um, I mean, not that Alex Smith didn't have a, an amazing game. Um, Gibson and McKinney, I mean, like there was zero rushing game out of the, the footballers, but let's talk Logan Thomas. Uh, what a game from this tight end. He, he's, he was Alex Smith's security blanket and he's getting a ton of targets. He had nine targets, nine receptions. 98 yards and a touchdown um and he they were able to bring this team right back in and, and march down the field and and win this game i mean there is some controversy about you know alex smith running off the field with the football um but i mean i guess whatever works they got the win steelers didn't yeah um and it was a pretty good game for the, for the steelers i mean they, they didn't really do anything horrendously wrong um but yeah they they lose their winning record. And I think Tomlin is probably quite happy with that because then he doesn't have that pressure of that undefeated kind of streak because now it means that in the run up to the playoffs, he can rest guys um, mm-hmm. and, and give guys like decent amount of rest. They'll still get some reps and some games, but they'll maybe just come out um, a lot more than they normally would. Um, another game that, or quarterback even that, that kind of showed up at the weekend and um, was your man, um, Josh Allen, 375 yards I don't want to for, talk four, about it. for four touchdowns. San Francisco didn't, you know, they, they put up a good fight, especially in the second half. Um, they really lost in the second quarter. They, they dropped 17 points. Um, Singletary, not much of a running game. Um, 61 yards, but it was Beasley. Beasley was, was so good. Diggs, pretty decent as well. 130 yards for Beasley, 92 for Diggs. Um, they were both really, really solid. Um, and on the, the 49ers side, um, Nick Mullins threw for three touchdowns. The, the mm-hmm. only issue that he had was he threw two interceptions. And, and that's, I think that's the difference in this game was those and was two interceptions if he drives the, down the field those two times, this is a very different scoreline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you're you're right. It's I think that you know the Bills are sitting at nine and three, the Niners are at five and seven, and the fact that the 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 Forty Niners were able to be somewhat in this game. I mean, the set, the, the game got kind of out of hand in the second quarter because the Bills were able to get that that ten point lead, and then they just never gave it up. But just imagine if the 49ers didn't have all those injuries. They had their starting quarterback in. Um, Mostert, he, he was doing a timeshare with, with Wilson Jr. And it's it's hard when, when you have these guys that typically are your big playmakers that are nursing injuries um, and, and you're playing with a backup quarterback. I mean, Mullins came in and he, I mean, he had a better game than, than, than Drew Locke did. But uh, that that's the problem is, is these, these teams need to, are losing a lot are, are missing a lot of their big players um and, and they're playing against teams that aren't and the, the bills are a, a team that have zero to to no injuries really um and they have a quarterback that's just playing out of his mind this year uh he only had eight eight incompletions on the on the game and uh that's that's fantastic uh like i said i 
made the boneheaded move of going with Justin Herbert and sitting Josh Allen and Allen had a, had a great game. Um, and, and he kind of got out of that weird three game slump that he went into and it's pushing a, a good, strong argument for, for comeback player of the year, I think for, for how his play has been this season. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers, um, they, they put on a good fight. Like you say, Buffalo have zero injuries. Um, almost and, and San Francisco have just been riddled with injuries all season long. It's, it's not been easy for them. Um, the Cowboys, in fact, we'll quickly touch on this. I won this game. Um, I've taken uh, Buffalo in this one uh, by 12, so one by 10, so I, I take that one. It leaves us um, with the Cowboys-Ravens game, which is going to be interesting uh, for myself, Kelsey and Katie, uh, because um, Katie, you have taken four games this week. Um, Kelsey has taken four games, and I've taken three. Um, so this Cowboys-Ravens game um, is really going to come or make us come down to the wire. Um, if the Cowboys win, I win, and it means it's a three-way tie, so we'll have to sort out closest scores and matchups and stuff. Um, but Katie, you've taken uh, the Ravens by 17. Kelsey by 10. Um, are you still quite confident in your 17.1? You know, you said that and I was like, mm, that's kind of a bold, that's a bold move, Cotton. Um, I did say that yeah, at the time. Yeah, I, well, let's see what happens. Um, I, I guess let's go Ravens. I, I think that that's a pretty bold guess uh, for, for this Ravens team that's kind of been Moving along in third gear, but here we go. Go Ravens tonight. Yeah, yeah so that game is tonight. So um, we've not been able to cover that, but we'll um, talk about it um, on our preview show. Um, can't believe it's week 14 coming up already, um, but it is. And, you know, it's, we're getting deep into December, which means it's getting close to playoff time. Um, Katie, um, you have been exceptionally busy all week. Um, and we're only on Tuesday. <laughs> what have you I been know. doing and, and what have you got coming up? Oh, man. Well, I, I right now I am really uh, pushing out that I, I've been giving you guys a lot of info on this this free video training that um, I've been I've worked really hard on um, over the past few weeks. And uh, this week I'm also offering some bonus uh, for people that go ahead and watch that video and sign up for that free video training a free content calendar. So you go watch the two for one, you get a free content calendar and you also get a free video training um, along with it. And just to, again, help you learn some of the best practices and best ways to utilize social media for your business. Um, I've also been making the, the rounds on, on the podcast circuit and on the, the Facebook lives. I had one today for um, social media basics. If you're interested in watching that, it's about an hour long webinar on just some of the best social media practices to utilize and how to optimize live video. Um, and again, I've got uh, a number of other podcasts I'm gonna be guesting on uh, to talk about this free video training that I have uh, going out this week. So again, if you have not had a chance to, to check it out, um, it's on my website, katiebrinkley.com. And um, it's free. So nothing, nothing beats free when it comes to uh, how to get better at gaining new clients, new leads, and, and creating more authentic social media. So go check it out. 
Yep, and we also are going to be on a show um, this Thursday, Brandon's Sports Talk. Um, we've got that coming up on Thursday. Um, going to have to get our makeup on for that one, Katie, because um, that's on YouTube. So um, All right. when, when that happens, um, we will uh, drop some links on it. Um, but that, that should be quite fun. I'll get Rachel to do my makeup for me uh, before we do that one. Um, but... Yeah, that is week 13. It, it was a slow week, I would say. I wouldn't say it's been the best weekend of football, uh, but still, we've got the Cowboys to look forward to tonight. Um, <laughs> was there any game that stood out for you? Yeah, you know, it was. A, the, I think that the Broncos game actually ended up being my game of the week. I thought it was going to be the Browns and Titans that kind of had that excitement around it, but the Browns just got so far ahead so quickly in the game that it never it felt like the Titans were always playing catch up and that final score line definitely makes it seem like the the game was a lot closer than it was it really came down to me with with that the brown the Broncos and the the Chiefs that was a great game and we got to see um Patrick Mahomes is always so fun to watch and he's like I said he's my human cheat code um but the the Broncos they gave him you know a run for his money and they made it very interesting uh, they made it a lot closer than I think anybody thought so that ended up being my game of the week. Uh, so I, my game of the week, and uh, I, I did something that I probably shouldn't do because you always kind of, you, you know, when you do something, you're like, oh, that could come back and bite me. Um, so before the, the Philly game um, with Green Bay, I sent Kelsey a, a, or a tagged Kelsey in a picture on Instagram, um, and it was 50% off Wentz jerseys. Uh, <laughs> um and then they lost. And so that became my game of the week because thank God they lost. Um, and Green Bay won because um, I could have had an egg on my face if, if Wentz had had a, a good game. Uh, but he didn't. And and Kelsey's team, sorry, um, lose. And uh, I don't have egg on my face as long as the Cowboys win tonight. Yeah, you know, and it's funny too because you sent that picture and I thought that you sent that after Jalen Wentz. Uh, or, sorry, Jalen Hurts went in. I didn't realize that was before the game had even started. Yeah, I think um, I did it yeah, before the it, game. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, it is a matter of time. Like uh, we're. It's unfortunate, but he lost his job. Um, and it, hopefully he'll get another shot somewhere else with the you know change of scenery. I mean, look at Alex Smith. He's started with the Niners, then went to Kansas City, and now in in Washington and. He's been able to be successful just about every stop that he goes to. So hopefully, you know, once we'll get a chance to to turn his career around and, and have a, another shot somewhere else. Maybe, hey, maybe in Denver. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. Well, thanks again for joining us uh, for week 13. And we'll have you back uh, very, very soon uh, for look, uh, look ahead to week 14. Well, it was an interesting week in the NFL, um, an interesting week on Guess the Win Margins. Um, it's pretty tight, and it's all going to come down to tonight's game. Uh, Cowboys taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that is kicking off very shortly um, from when I'm recording this. Um, so we will cover it um, in our Week 14, wow, Week 14 uh, preview. Can't believe it's that, that close to the end of the season already. Um, Philly. Like it's hardly begun. Um, so we've got a lot going on this week. Um, we have our preview show coming up later on this week. Also, our website's going to launch on Friday. So do join us on Instagram Live uh, for that 9pm in the UK. 
I'll send out some links and stuff uh, for it. And obviously, as always, do get us on our social media platforms. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, just search Across the Pond Sports Podcast um, on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Um, but we will be back um, in a few days with our week 14 preview. Um, we hope to have a guest for you uh, for that, to, to carry on the guests. And hopefully we'll have a winner um, as well from this week's guest the win margins we'll see how well Kelsey has done she has done pretty well um, even though her Eagles lost but uh, she has done pretty well at that one because she won um, so do join us for that and uh, we will catch you later on in the week Sports Social Podcast Network Hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.